Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Now today's show comes in two halves, if you like. We have a slightly philosophical reflective part as uh, as a result of a walk around one of the seven wonders of the natural world under the light of a full moon. And it reminded me of some natural and indeed universal laws and how we can utilize some of this type of thinking within our property business. Yes, it really did happen. (laughs) And in the second half, I'll share with you some of the outline of my very first published article in the Your Property Network or YPN magazine. And believe it or not, there is a natural law that links these two halves together. Some of you may know the backstory, and so I wonder if you have it already. Here we go then. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Okay, starting with the first half, let's uh, let's kick off the show today by proving just how concentrated the mind of a property investor is at times, even when we may be least expecting it. Picture the scene then with me. It's nighttime on a warm, dry autumn evening on the border between Brazil and Argentina. And there's a full moon that brings the uh, soft, eerie light. My good lady and I are in a group donning our flashlights as we walk through a national park toward a site rather ominously known as the Devil's Throat. And we're slightly apprehensive and just a little bit jumpy, given that we are escorted by two armed guards and are warned not to venture away from the centre of the paths in case of scorpions, snakes, or even a wild jaguar which lie in wait. The headlights of a vehicle approach us from behind and slow as they near us. My natural reaction is to plan our most likely escape, which doesn't go unnoticed as my lovely lady asks me why I seem to be leading us off to the left all of a sudden. Any guys listening to this story will understand this natural yet largely unconscious protection instinct. But it did seem rather strange when I was asked to explain my rather off (laughs) behaviour. Needless to say, all I'm doing right now is is purely setting the scene for you. Now, we're inside the uh, Brazilian National Park, which is known as Foixe de Iguazu, which houses the Iguazu Falls, reputedly one of the most popular natural beauty spots both in Brazil and indeed the world. It is in fact one of the seven new wonders of the natural world. The highest waterfall is, is, is nearly 100 metres high and the water flow capacity of around, is around three times that of Niagara Falls. It has hundreds of cascades which make for a photographer's paradise and a romantic setting in equal measure. In other words, it's well worth a visit. But my almost spiritual moment came as I descended to the foot of one of the first levels and I proceeded across a narrow deck towards the centre of the river. And of course, this was nighttime and quite dark. And on the one side was the sound of the Devil's Throat waterfall crashing down. And on the other side was an apparent abyss as the water fell away almost silently to another level below. The light of the full moon, 
The sound of the falls and the river, along with the water spray on my face, was, was quite a combination. As I mentioned earlier, the natural laws, such as the law of energy and the law of gravity, were very apparent at that precise moment. However, there was also, I was also reminded of some of the universal laws or principles, if you like, and some of the most relevant of these universal laws being the law of control, that we, we have high self-esteem and feel good about ourselves to the ex exact degree that we feel we're in control of our lives. The law of belief, that whatever we believe with feeling and conviction can become our reality. And the law of attraction, that we attract into our lives that which we focus our thoughts upon. And this brief list of universal laws came into my mind as I was reflecting on the laws of nature that created this beautiful setting. The point being really that just as with nature's laws, which over centuries and indeed millennia have forged the landscapes and vistas that we now marvel at, so too can these universal laws shape our thoughts, words, actions, and crucially also our results as well. So it's well worth spending a little bit more time investigating these universal laws, and so I plan to do that, and I might suggest you'd like to do the same as well. But there we go, that was the first half. Now, now to the second half. Um, and really this comes under the he he heading of uh, new beginnings. We all have to start, restart or redirect somewhere. Now, if you're a subscriber to the Your Property Network or YPN magazine, as it's known, then any time now when the magazine next lands in your letterbox, you will see my very first article of what will become a regular monthly feature in the magazine. I'd like you to be involved actually and so prepare to send in your questions under the theme of new beginnings which I shall outline for you a little a little while uh, further down the line. However what I'd like to do is start by giving you a quick overview of what I said in this uh, very much introductory piece but I won't fully give the game away here otherwise it might spoil your enjoyment of the read of the uh, three page spread should you wish to see it for yourself. However, given that my brief is one of new beginnings, I thought it relevant to share my own personal story a little bit to kick the feature off. And we start with my very first property investment, which was purely as uh, an accidental landlord um, after my job was relocated hundreds of miles away from, from where we lived. And this was back in the mid 90s. I had a hunch that keeping my home and renting it out would be a good idea. And so it turned out to be, at least for a time. Now my paper or notional return on cash investment was a whopping 27% due largely to the fact that as a homeowner I didn't have to put in a very large cash deposit to buy the property in the first place and this opened my awareness to another uh, type of law, the financial laws of leverage and compound growth to be precise. However as the story unfolds in the YPN article as you'll see um, it, uh, it took another couple of decades for me to fully get it, and here's why. <laughs> now, despite the fact that my notional or paper returns were so high, my actual returns were a different story altogether. As I had experienced an expensive repair bill and indeed an unexpected void period when uh, I was a long way from the property to fully control the situation. What did I say earlier about the law of control? Yes, I wasn't feeling fully happy and fully in control of the situation at that moment in time, I can assure you. So I took the decision to cash in my chips, being a handsome profit on disposal of the property of, uh, of some 24%. And 
And to be perfectly frank with you, I can't tell you exactly what I did with those proceeds of sale. Suffice to say that it has probably been my biggest or indeed only regret in property to have sold that property and not reinvested the proceeds elsewhere. Yes, that's quite an admission, isn't it? But this does, you know, lead me eventually, uh, a meandering path, but eventually to my Eureka movement. Yes, some 25 years or so later, yes, it was that long. I was sat doodling on a napkin in a in a pub garden, uh, sorry, pub beer garden, one uh, warm summer's evening after work. And many people like to scribble their thoughts on paper to help make sense of them, and and they, you know, but but how many plot out 15 years of compound growth and reinvested rental profits into a property portfolio? I wonder. Well, <laughs> not many, maybe, but it was, however, my eureka moment, as I like to call it. And you see, I worked in financial services and so I understood a lot of financial principles. I could read a balance sheet inside out. I could perform investment appraisals and cost-benefit analysis literally for fun. I was doing this on behalf of my employer who is a multinational company and I was working with other household names and businesses as well. My role was to help them make asset purchase decisions using financial investment appraisal techniques such as total cost of ownership or TCO return on investment or ROI, and indeed investment payback. I could talk through and indeed present a great investment business case, at least professionally. And sadly, I had failed to fully apply all of these principles into my personal financial life. And whilst I had made money from some asset purchases over time and even operated a couple of businesses, as I sat there in August 2008, which is the time I was taking us back to, I had nothing to show for it. In the show notes is a table that summarizes uh, the returns of that first accidental property investment. Needless to say, my paper ROI of 27% netted down to an actual one of less than 7% when all the costs were factored in. And no doubt I shall return to the topic of the difference between paper and actual returns later on. But however, to pracy the story a little, and as I say, without spoiling your fun of reading the article, should you choose to do so, The main reason for my position in 2008, aside from a costly divorce, was that I had in fact made an error of judgment in wealth accumulation when I sold that first property investment. And I turned asset growth or capital appreciation into spending or consumption. And it took me a long time to recover and fully appreciate my mistake. However, I'm happy to say that I have in fact learned from this mistake and uh, to report on it now and things are rather different than uh, that, uh, that gap, that 25 year gap in my uh, financial well-being, let's say. And my second first investment, as I like to call it, demonstrated quite a number of financial and indeed wealth creation laws or principles. And it was perhaps a perfect example of leveraging other people's money, expertise, skills and contacts, perhaps to a near extreme. The summer of 2009 then was my new beginning, if you like, and there's more to the story as I share in the YPN piece. However, the long and short of it is this. The, uh, the, second, the second investment goes along these lines. I managed to earn a bonus of, uh, of £10,000 at work, which we all know is not a massive amount of money when it comes to property investment these days. However, thanks to someone close to me that also believed in me, I was able to raise an additional £50,000 of startup funding. And from that fund, I brought a property that required a significant structural repair to make it mortgageable and therefore increase its value. 
bit of a throwback to the theme of the last couple of weeks if you've been listening in sequence. And I used Bridging Finance to purchase the property and indeed a further supply alone to cover the structural works which, uh, which help you know, pretty much cover all finance, all of the costs involved apart from my own £10,000 seed corn funding. And once again, there's a summary of the case study in the show notes for you to have a look over. But uh, in brief, the return on investment on the conversion was a staggering 76% with an ongoing rental income ROI of 14%. And in contrast to my first project, this one contains some of the most beautiful elements of property investment principles or laws, including leveraging other people's money, time, skills and contacts, adding value to property by undertaking genuine improvement works, recycling of funds to make the starting capital go further, return on investment both on the conversion project and indeed on the longer term rental income, and crucially, <laughs> retaining an asset for the long term to add to the wealth fund and therefore correcting rather my, uh, my very first error. <laughs> The main reason for the difference between these two property investment results was this though, education. I had by the time the second pro uh, project came about, you know, invested quite a lot of time and energy in getting myself educated in property. This allowed me to better understand what was possible. However, even back then in the four to five years leading up to 2009, when I started to study property in earnest, the level of information around was a bit hodgepodge. Some information was good, some was poor, some was confusing or even contradictory, and some was downright illegal as well. And as with Iguazu Falls, it was a tricky landscape to traverse. To some extent, it still can be, although things have definitely improved, including such a great resource as the YPN magazine, and of course, the Property Voice, among others. And I have a, a passion for sharing my knowledge and this has led to the creation of the Property Voice uh, website and indeed the podcast. And of course my first book, Property Investor Toolkit. My objective therefore over the coming months through the YPN column is to share more of my property knowledge aimed at those seeking new beginnings of their own. So you could be brand new to property, perhaps you identify with my story as an accidental landlord or even have a few properties under your belt already. Maybe you've been in property for some time and you need or indeed desire a new direction, such as through recent government policy changes or even a change of circumstance, be it uh, personally or professionally. My first feature was very much an introductory piece. Who am I and how did I get started, if you like? And from here on in, I expect uh, to share a mixture of opinion, information and knowledge, along with some personal experience as we elaborate the theme of new beginnings over the months ahead to bring practical and sustainable insights together. Here's how you can get involved as well then, as a kind of YPN Your Voice. Just drop me an email. It's a different email address, admin at thepropertyvoice.net with the subject line YPN, along with your suggestions for suitable topics to cover under the heading of uh, new beginnings in property, and I'll do my best to feature them over the months ahead. And just as the laws of nature, with the law of energy and the law of gravity, have helped to shape some of our most mute, beautiful natural landscapes, so too have the universal laws of control, belief and attraction, and the financial laws of leverage and compound growth, helped to shape a turnaround, or a new beginning if you like, in my own personal property investment journey. And as for my eureka moment, 
I do rather hope that Archimedes would be pleased. <laughs> How about you then? What is your new beginning? What's on your mind? What is in your way? What is keeping you from moving forward? And what don't you fully understand just yet? I'd be happy to tackle these questions and indeed more in the months ahead in the YPN column. So drop me a line, as I mentioned, admin at thepropertyvoice.net with your questions and uh, I'll be happy to tackle those. In the meantime, the show notes, including the first two property case studies of my my own, can be found at the website thepropertyvoice.net. But right now though, and thank you very much for joining me on the show today. And until next time on the Property Voice Podcast, it's ciao ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice Podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.